never lose track of the exit or the merchandise. Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a sometimes fortnightly, sometimes monthly podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? Great, great. Uh, you know what? I'm doing much better than last week. Wow. I'm so happy to hear How about yourself? How are things there? Music to my ears. <laughs> yeah, similarly, yeah, I'm doing very well. Yeah, I'm doing very, very well. Uh, quick quiz question. Whose flavour text was that that I read as our intro? Oh, well, uh, let me think. Can you say it again? Never lose track of the exit or the merchandise. Well, it's got to be someone who likes escaping from things and also likes supplying things. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm getting a bit of an idea here. Do you want to tell people what we're talking about today? Yeah, you've probably noticed from the title of this episode, listener, but this is one of our investigator-specific episodes, and we're talking all about Finn Edwards' The Bootlegger. Finn was the rogue that was released in The Forgotten Age, and this is the front of his card. He's criminal-traded, he has one willpower, four intellect, three combat, and four agility, You may take an additional action during your turn, which can only be used to evade. Elder Sign Effect, plus one for each exhausted enemy in play. If you succeed by two or more, you may discover one clue at your location. Seven health and seven sanity. Just before we go any further, can I just mention the number of times I have drawn an Elder Sign as Finn and not been on a location with clues and been, (laughs) like, passed by 16 and been furious... It happens so often. It's yeah. like one of the swingiest Elder Signs. I think it, I've, I've triggered it once in all my time playing Finn. Felt good. Yeah. Felt good when it worked, though. If you've left a trail of exhausted enemies in your wake, it could be really powerful. If he was teamed up with Rita, who was also evading things, yeah, yeah. You, could get, you could get really high boosts. But yeah, often it's not the case. Do you want to flip him over and read the back quickly as well, Frank? Yeah, flip him over. There we go. His deck size is 30. His deck building options are illicit cards, level 0 to 5, neutral cards, level 0 to 5, rogue cards, level 0 to 3, up to 5 other level 0 seeker and or survivor cards. So any combination of 5 seeker and survivor level 0 cards. And his requirements are smuggled goods, Finn's trusty 38, and caught red-handed, and one random basic weakness. Straight away, this jumps out as weird because he can't take some of the the high-level road cards like Hot Streak. Cheat Death. Yeah, or the Golden Pocket Watch. All in. So, who's Lin? (laughs) All in. All in, not all in. Yeah. Do you not know the new rogue ally, all in? (laughs) Lin. The samurai. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking it might be all Lin. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you can't so take Lin. You can take Lola, or you can take Lin. <laughs> yeah, so so that is weird, isn't it? It is very strange. So even though he's rogue faction, he's not actually rogue all the way. He can take. Was that the first time we saw an investigator like that? Mm, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Aside from some of the promo investigators, right? Yes, Carolyn is also strange, isn't yes. she? And Norman, I suppose. Marie? But yeah. Is Marie strange? I can't remember. She is a little bit strange, yeah. She spells level 0 to 5. Yeah. And Mystic level 0 to 3. Yes. Anyway, an interesting card pool. He can take some of the high-level illicit cards, like the Chicago typewriter. 
Mm-hmm. Whether he the really, Lupara. yeah, whether he really wants to is a different matter, but he can take them. Mm-hmm. Should we blast on and have a look at the the signature cards? Yeah, maybe they'll guide us a little bit more. Okay, right. So the first one here is a zero cost event with a wild pip, and this is smuggled goods. This has supply and illicit. Finn Edwards deck only. Play only if there are no ready enemies at your location. Search either your discard pile or the top nine cards of your deck for an illicit card and draw it. If you searched your deck, shuffle smuggle goods into your deck. Very nice. It's good fun, isn't it? It's really good. A nine card search is great, or getting back any card you need from your discard pile and getting it back in your deck because you searched. Lovely. Yes. The more illicit cards you put in Finn, the better then to make use of this card. Yep. Do you want to do the next one, Frank? The next one is Finn's Trusty 38. Never leave home without it. It's a two-cost asset with agility and wild icons. It's item, weapon, firearm, and illicit traded, so you could find it with smuggle goods. It's fast and uses three ammo. Action, spend one ammo, fight. You get plus two combat for this attack. If the attacked enemy is not engaged with you, you deal plus one damage for this attack. It was an old gun, battered, scraped, and well-used, but it had never let him down. So this is a bit like a souped-up Derringer Mm -hmm. to an extent. You're getting the same combat boost. Yes, and uh, it is fast, which is really nice, and two cost, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. So a yeah. two cost gun feels super cool. It's it's also really nice that it's guaranteed damage, but only if you're not as engaged. long as the conditions are right. Yeah, yeah. So in multiplayer, that could mean as long as everyone else doesn't mind you shooting at them, <laughs> you could you could take bot shots at people. In solo, that means you're going to need to disengage from enemies somehow. Luckily, he has an additional action somehow <laughs> do you think maybe evading yeah, yeah i reckon that's, that's that's wise finally we have his weakness which is caught red-handed and it is a blunder and mm-hmm. we, we had an argument didn't we about whether blunder had existed on a different card yes because we couldn't remember and then it turned out it was an encounter card which was also a blunder right yeah 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 so blunder probably the best trait just a fun to say blunder yeah yeah it also, it conjures up kind of just your own incompetence, which is a nice thing to be hit by. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I just like, there's something, it feels a bit old school as well to say a blunder, not like an omni shambles or whatever. Yeah, like a blunder and a caper. If you could have like a oh, sort yeah. of a blundering caper, you'd be... Or a capering yeah. blunder, does that work? Yeah. Capered in there, blundered around, Yeah, got the hell out. Or blundered in there and capered around. Anyway, mm. let's read the card. Yeah. <laughs> Revelation. Ready each enemy at your location or a connecting location. Each hunter enemy at a connecting location moves one location toward you. If no enemies move as a result of this effect, shuffle caught red-handed back into your deck. Mm. I I tend to not find this too bad, to be honest. Yeah. It doesn't often hit, but of course that means it gets shuffled back into your deck. That is what I find the most often with it. Often there are enemies that ready as a result of it, but it's so rare that hunter enemies move as a result of it. So I often see it like if you see it in upkeep and you hadn't dealt with the enemy you're on anyway it would have already readied and engaged you yes so this just does nothing yeah and it they don't get to attack or anything so yeah, yeah. and in fact you you, just you've got up. your next your whole next turn to deal with them and enemies engage with you is exactly what finn loves because he just evades them yeah yeah so the the only time this annoys me is that i see it a lot and it it cancels out the upkeep draw that would have been a good other card if I'd seen that. But yeah, that's it. And the the other thing, a little bit like his Elder Sign, is it can hilariously 
ruin your day where you have just pulled off the mega play, evading the harbinger, doing something else. Maybe you committed a manual dexterity and then you draw a card and it just immediately cancels. Like the chance for a sort of, yeah, the caper gone wrong is very high with court red hand in your deck. But that is still, the possibility is there, but the chance of it happening is rare. Yeah. So so what do we make of Finn then? Well, the, the funny thing is when we, we first started talking about doing a Finn Edwards deck, and I was thinking, well, we have to talk about his willpower. But since then, we've had Calvin. You know, Skids exists anyway with two willpower, as does Silas. And now we've seen Preston as well, who is an, also a one willpower rogue. So, and Diana, who's also yeah, one willpower. Yeah, it doesn't seem it. like as shocking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely created waves in the community when he was announced. Mm-hmm. And it was a talking point that it was absolutely crippling. And there have been some real community stalwarts have worked hard to try and convince people that it's not as bad as other people in the community have suggested. Personally speaking, I've never found it too bad, but I have been in some awkward situations with it. How about you? It's same, to be honest. It, it's never really been... And, and to an extent, I prefer it being one to it being two. We sort of said this before, I think. If it's one, then you know you're not going to pass and the extra mm. stat goes somewhere else. If it's two, you're probably still not going to pass and you don't get the extra stat point. Yeah. It's the classic RPG thing, isn't yeah, it? It's a dumb you've, stat. Got, you've got 12, 12 points to allocate. So, yeah. I like my other stats being 4 3 4 because it means I can do most of what I want to do and just not worry about mm. willpower. Willpower is, I think we've talked maybe years ago, we talked about two of the stats are more defensive and two of them more proactive. Yeah. Uh, if you don't put spells in your deck, there's not much proactive reason to want to use your willpower. Mm. So, you know, you can sort of ignore it. And in fact, I like putting in some cards, which I like putting Take Heart in my fin deck. Yeah. Because, you take know, Heart's it's Take very hard. lovely for him, yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's a stand together that, you know, doesn't take an action to play. That costs no experience. So yeah, I, I think I think the trap maybe some people fall into is using up too much of their deck as Finn, making up for that weakness. Yes, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I saw someone playing a Dario deck where they were getting big money and getting Dario to get their willpower up to two, and then having other cards to boost the past willpower tests, and it felt like an incredibly inefficient way of handling. I mean, at least Dario was giving you an intellect boost as well, but it felt like a lot of hoops to be leaping through to deal with something that could be taken on the chin or dealt with more directly. What I would say for Finn is knowing what kind of things are penalties for failing willpower tests is really useful. So in Dunwich, failing willpower tests might lose you cards and the way to deal with that is either to go really quickly or have a way of getting rid of Beyond the Veil if you have that in your threat area. And that's not quite the same in Carcosa, where it's a lot more horror-based effects, I want to say. So there, there having a way of either healing horror or soaking horror becomes a lot more useful, which is where the big man on campus often finds his way into a Finn Edwards deck, because he's giving you an agility boost and soaking some horror. The other thing I've ended up doing is running Say Your Prayers, because if I've taken horror from failing willpower tests... It's only the willpower test that's going to eliminate me from a scenario that I really want to pass. And at that point, getting a plus four from Say Your Prayers takes me up to a five willpower, which is reasonable. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, yeah. If you use Adaptable and you know know the campaign, you can do things mm-hmm. like swap in, say, Logical Reasoning, which is a card Finn can use. 
for some horror healing, yeah. that's that's a nice one to put in there. And that will also help you get rid of uh, Frozen in Fear, which can be a, yes. a, an absolute nightmare for Finn to get rid of. Yeah, That's probably yeah, the, that the, be really the only time where his low willpower has, has shafted me. Um, you just get stuck yeah. with a Frozen in Fear forever. Mm. Yes, yeah. And Frozen in Fear, it's not even an action to remove. So you you can't even rely on other investigators coming over to get rid of it for you, which is, yeah, really tricky. The one other thing I would say is that he has access to Lucky, so you could retroactively deal with a test, and he has access to Shaw Gamble. So later game Finn, if there's a willpower test you really don't want to fail, you go into it at one versus four or whatever it is, and when you draw that minus four, that turns into a plus four and you pass, and that's really fun. Yeah. So I've played a late game Finn like that where you've got a lot of you keep a lot of cards in hand that are reactive effects. That you, yeah. yeah, and 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 for a similar reason I quite like you handle this one. Uh, that allows you to oh, yeah. to, to palm off yeah. uh, you know a, a, a nasty treachery onto someone else. Uh, that's a great way of dealing with uh, frozen in fear. Just mm. you, yeah. you deal with that mate. Yeah, and I'll have a resource have for a resource, my trouble. Yeah. If you're playing with someone who likes taking willpower tests, which I would recommend you do if you're Finn, then they'll they'll yeah. shrug that off, no problem. So what we're going to do when we build a Finn deck is we're going to only put we're going to acknowledge he's got a low willpower, but not dedicate a good chunk of our deck to dealing with that. Aside from that little slice of our deck, what else does Finn like doing? Well, with four intellect and four agility, he likes evading and he likes getting clues. So straight away you've got an option there for leaning into clue getting rogue which might be with things like eavesdrop or lock picks or what other clue getting rogue cards are there that's about it right well streetwise lola santiago you'd played finn before me and then mm. after after a few weeks i got a chance to play uh was it the forgotten age with finn or was i playing in a different campaign Anyway, I think you were playing Dunwich. Yeah, I think I was playing, playing Dunwich. Yeah, in fact, that campaign's still ongoing. And I, I messaged you after I'd finished playing the first, or oh, the, the second or third scenario, and saying, "Oh my god, lockpicks with Lola is incredible. Even just Lola by yeah. herself is amazing because she turns you into five intellect and five agility, mm. and suddenly, yeah. so then you know that that's an amazing stat line. Yeah, yeah, and you're lockpicking at ten. Yeah, so you're normally not failing. You're not passing by. You're normally passing by more than two, so you're not losing lockpicks charges. If you draw an Elder Sign, you're normally well over the threshold, so you're also getting an extra clue if you ever happen to be at a location with a clue. Yeah. Yeah. That's very strong, yes. And, and this this also builds into... There's a lot of the other... It's a, if you're doing that, if you're taking those tests at a hugely high value, you can stick in, like, your double or nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I quite like Lucky Cigarette Case to keep some card draw... Yes, other things yeah. like pickpocketing, especially pickpocketing level two, is so great when you've got a high agility. Mm, so you're just yeah. like, you know, there's an enemy there. Well, before anyone kills it, I'm going to evade it <laughs> yeah. because it's 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 a better, me, please. a better yeah. use of my action, which is a free action. Mm. Then to to you know you convert that into resource or card gain for yourself, card advantage for yourself. That's so good. Mm. Yes. Yeah, we, you know, one of the things we said about Mateo's Elder Sign ability, because you can use it either as an extra action or as a card and a resource. If you've got pickpocketing two down and you're seeing a lot of enemies, Finn has the same thing where you're getting a free action, which you can turn into a card and a resource every turn to then, yeah, start to really pull ahead against an encounter deck. You mentioned the double or nothing stuff. I think Boom or Bust 
is really empowered by Lola and by lockpicks. And I've actually been not running streetwise in recent Findex just because I've wanted to keep my resources to spend them on clues as, with Lola. And I've instead been sort of generating resources through, yeah, you know, the sort of chuck in a quick thinking and a double or nothing and a watch this all into one test. That's another plus three. And obviously not a watch this into an intellect test, but, you know, whatever, into these tests and then reaping the rewards. It's very nice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, I think another... Another aspect of Finn, which we could we could kind of feel our way down a little bit, is this synergy with the illicit cards. Mm, yeah. When you look at the cards that are illicit, there's a lot of weapons in there, but there are yep. just some other kind of random cards in that mix as well. So we've got, say, Fence, which is an illicit card. We've got Payday. I think Burglary uh, yep. illicit as well pickpocketing yeah so so it, it's a bit of a scattered selection of cards that are illicit so it's it's maybe not easy to theme your deck illicitly especially if we're dealing with a more of a clue seeking an evading uh finn rather than a fighting finn mm-hmm. but i think there's still something there that the card i really like which came out recently and you know i really like is payday mm. that's illicit so you can search that up with smuggled goods and if you've used finn's ability that turn it's four resources straight away, which is nice. Yeah. With fence in your deck, you can also play it actionlessly. Yep. So you can do four other things with your actions, maybe finding it is one of them, and then use fence to play it fast. And similarly, fence makes smuggled goods fast because smuggled goods is illicit. Yeah. So just with a couple of illicit cards in your deck, smuggled goods get stronger fence gives you a lot of value for using them and they all start to feeding into each other so just being aware of that pool is i think really useful for you know fence will also it will turn your um your 38 into a one cost asset and it'll make picks fast yeah yeah pickpocketing becomes fast when you upgrade it but level zero pickpocketing will be fast level two pickpocketing will cost one to play which is yeah fantastic value so i I, I've made a fin fencing deck, fence fin deck, and it, it works really well. Um, I, I, I just really like it. I think it's cool. Fence becomes a bit like the rogue pathfinder. That it's a it's a free mm, action in yeah. the turn. You know, it's a three cost one experience asset. So it's it's a bit chunky to play, but once it's down, then you know you, you maybe got a free action to turn if you've got enough illicit cards flowing through your hand. Yeah, it's sort of drip value. For the for the the illicit weapons as well, it's worth noting that Finn can take sleight of hand and contraband. So you also have options when you're playing around with how you use your illicit cards that you're maybe saving resources on playing them or playing them without an action through sleight of hand and then getting them back again. Often illicit weapons give you big combat boosts so even though he's three combat he can go higher and if you're playing that boom or bust style maybe you're chucking in a quick thinking and a an overpower and a watch this to make the it be worthwhile going so high which which i really enjoy and then the last option for that is if you do go typewriter you can do sleight of hand typewriter which is great and you can run ace in the hole for extra actions so you can the turn when you need it you can slight in the typewriter and get have a bigger combat boost as you need probably with double or nothings i think it works that works very well in skids as well so i don't think fids is finn is the out and out place for that kind of deck but he can run it they've got the same combat so how does it 
feel when you're playing a fin deck? What are you looking for? What's what's the kind of play style like in terms of piloting? There's a word we've used a lot in association with rogues in the past, and I think it's it's mm-hmm. applicable nowhere as much as it is to fin, which is slippery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the right cards in his deck and his inbuilt ability, he just slides past enemies. You'll be surprised how often that free action to evade, it, it feels satisfying. You know, you, you've mm. a three action turn, even when there's an enemy at your location, you're like, well, well, I'll just evade it. Boom. I've still got three actions left to do whatever I want. You know, yeah. I, I think it, it, it feels really good and you feel like enemies don't pose that much of a threat to you. Obviously, you get to a point where there's just a crowd of enemies all over the place. And you know, and you look around and go to the guardian. Wasn't it your job <laughs> to deal with the enemies? Yeah. What's What's weird is that more often than not, you'll be the one who wants to engage an enemy when it when it readies in the upkeep phase, because mm, you'll say, yeah. "Well, we're not sure what's going to happen. I'll look after him. I've always got a free action to evade." You know, even if your guardian's got a machete ready there to chop it up, sometimes you know the enemy comes back to you just so you can evade it and not worry about it. Mm. How, how about you? How, how do you find him? Yeah, I've been playing Finn with paired with Leo Anderson through the Forgotten Age, and Leo chops most things up very happily, but there can be times where he's starting to get overwhelmed, and it's amazing how convenient an evade feels like at that point. He's going, okay, I've got this combat, I can be a 6 on 3 against this guy, 5 on 3 against, okay, no, I need to kill that one first, and when, you know, there's all of the, like, the complication around macheteing. And meanwhile, Finn cruises in there and is like, yeah, evade. Oh, I've got a cardinal resource for doing it. See you. Bye. It's very slippery and very versatile. It's very enjoyable. So, yeah, I I enjoy it a lot. And the other great thing about playing Finn multiplayer is you have the you handle this ones as well, which I'd completely forgotten about because I've been playing Finn solo mostly, where it gives you that little bit more robustness when it comes to his deck. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I like it because I think there's... He's got a variety of ways of interacting with the game. I think there's a mm. few of the cards, things like Lola and pickpocketing. You, you tie a lot of things. Well, so with Lola, you've got this other way where you just pay to succeed. And I, I, I kind of like that. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting way of engaging with the game. But I like that you've also, you can pass a test and then several effects spiral off that test. Um, so you might mm. have a pickpocketing, a cigarette case, you know, there might be a double or nothing in that in that test, whatever. All these things like stack up and you'll pass a test and you'll draw three cards and you'll gain some resources. And then that was only for your free action. I like that. I think there's a kind of like just a when you've got an engine built up with Finn, I think it's really satisfying to to play to his strengths. And his engine looks different from any other investigator, I would suggest as well. That And that's always what I want from new investigators in the game. Obviously, Finn's no longer new, but you want them to use cards that weren't being used to expand the card pool in their own way. He makes burglary pretty reasonable, I would say. It's it's worthwhile, particularly if you, you've got the intellect to make it worthwhile. And if you're making burglary fast to play as well, you're through fence, you're saving an action. You also can use stealth in Finn if you're you're wanting to land that evade every turn. If you're anyway just moving on from an enemy that doesn't hunt, all you need is them off you. You might not be wanting to do the pickpocketing card draw thing at that point. Yeah. So that's that's really strong as well. Yeah, his versatility is is excellent. Are there any must upgrades you would say for Finn? I mean, you've mentioned Lola and Fence. Uh, I don't think Fence I wouldn't say is a must upgrade. Lola would be the one that really springs to mind for me. 
lock picks as well. I'd, yeah. I'd probably try and pick those up as soon as possible. I think, you know, Adaptable is actually quite good as well. I think because he wants to sort of skirt around the effects of the encounter deck without taking up too much of his deck, Adaptable mm. lets you build your deck slightly for what you think is going to happen in the next scenario. Um, obviously, that's not an option if you're going into something blind. Yeah. But, you know... Yeah. I, I, but if you know the campaign, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that, that, that's quite a good pick. Yeah, that, that's that's where I'd go. How about you? I've seen a, a Borrowed Time Skids, and I think a Borrowed Time Finn could be strong as well. You'd where want Payday there as well, I guess. You'd want Payday as a result. I mean, I don't think that's a must-include. Normally, I do exactly as you've just suggested and do Adaptable. And I really like, I like that he's got the five off class that you can be tinkering with. It's like when I play Adaptable in Jenny as well, sort of going, okay, this is a fighty scenario. In go the vicious blows, out go the deductions. Okay, now I'm back into my cluing role, in go the deductions. You know, you you toy around with those little options there. So I've done it, particularly if I don't run Charisma, I've maybe run Big Man on Campus and taken him out, at which point Lola goes in and I've got then a chance for some other survivor or seeker cards depending on what i'm up against yeah i, I, I like that as well I, th- I think it's it's a good he's a very good candidate for adaptable to go in and it, it feels appropriate for him as well like he's this kind of wily sneaky guy who's uh who's willing to go around problems rather than straight through them yeah the other thing that he ends up which i think is so thematic is exactly to say he ends up with a trail of problems behind him He's not, I, I suppose it is encapsulated by his one willpower as well. He's not someone who resolves issues. He kind of runs away from them, yes. which fits so well as the bootlegger. If, if your problems never catch up to you, Frank, what's the issue? Yeah, I mean, they may as well be resolved at that point, Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. Which, yeah, I think I think it's in the community at large. I've seen this said, said a few times now that the pendulum swang quite heavily in evasion's favour around the start of Forgotten Age, and now I think it's swinging back a bit more again. And I'm sure it's something to do with that people have been doing a lot more evasion and seeing how immediately useful it is, but then also now being bitten by the negative consequences of not killing everything, which are that halfway through a scenario, you look behind you and you've got six enemies chasing you or whatever it is, and what seemed like not so large a problem has become almost impossible. Yeah, yeah, it... it Evasion is is an interesting topic to discuss, and maybe we could go into it in more depth. Because I don't think we've done an episode devoted to to evasion. Um, no, no. But we what haven't. it can do, it, it can it can space out your enemies over over a period of time, can't it? Because if if say two or three turn up at once, potentially your guardian can't deal with them all at the same time. So you mm. know you can spread that out. Some enemies can be evaded and then just totally forgotten about if you manage to you know if you're in Essex and you leave it at the back of the train, you never need to worry about yep. it. So yeah. Th- it's it's maybe it's a it's a maligned uh, a maligned way of dealing with things, uh, and you don't have to be all or nothing. You can still be fighting while you're evading. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and one of one of Finn's signatures, you know, if you only evade with Finn, all you're getting is a plus two boost from committing his trusty thirty eight, and that seems a real shame for quite a strong weapon. So it's worth thinking that he can probably kill some things if he needs to, and and working on ways that he could do that whether that's yeah adding more weapons or adding sneak attacks or backstabs and generally adding a bit more damage that's all a possibility yeah right well i think that's finn isn't it i think so yeah the the only other thing i'd say is that he's really good fun to play i think maybe it's partly because his one willpower makes him feel a little bit risky 
you know, you don't feel robust when you play as Finn. But that's that's a really satisfying feeling then when you're slipping around and causing trouble and, yeah, generally blundering and capering to your heart's content is very fun. And, you know, you can always run a cheeky one of I'm out of here in his deck for those times when it's all started to, the house has started to collapse around you and you just exit. Yes, that's it, yeah. Pursued by a bear. <laughs> Invariably, in Finn's case, yeah. What do you think about Finn, Edwards? How much have you played? Have you been crippled by the one willpower? Have we missed something in particular? Is there a build out there we don't know about? Why don't you let us know? We're drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Facebook. We're also on Patreon and we really appreciate all the support we get on there. Thank you so much. Peter, how can people get in touch with you? I am United everywhere. That's U-N-I-T-L-E-D. I'm on uh, Reddit and Twitter and Discord to so say hello. How about you, Frank? I'm FB on Twitter and I'm Zooey Glass on Discord. And I've remembered one more thing. This episode should go out before the next Think on Your Feet, which is Finn Edwards going into the jungle. Oh, no way. So hopefully this will be helpful. It'll start our Finn Edwards Forgotten Age campaign. And your yeah. deck's basically going to be packed with ways to avoid failing willpower tests, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I need to do. Yeah, certainly the first jungle scenario, that lost in the woods can be... Is it Lost in the Woods? Lost in the Wilds is... Oh, yes, yes. Where you lose your turn. (laughs) Really problematic. You can't move, you can't explore, and you take horror. (laughs) Yeah, looking forward to those to the face. Great. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you. enemy at your location or a connecting location yeah no did i read that right did I say you, ready you didn't say the word ready but yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow so you can tell we're a few episodes deep now frank yeah uh, each enemy at your location or a connecting location is there yeah